to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. So guys, in today's episode, I talk about how we can repair our relationships with our dogs after we've used a lot of punishment, maybe some aversive training techniques. And guys, I did record this episode before the whole COVID thing kind of blew up. So um, you can tell in the episode that I wasn't prepared for when we're not going to be hiking anymore, but that's okay. I feel like the content is still super relevant. So that's why I'm releasing it today. Um, But before we jump into today's episode, guys, you are hearing this on Friday, April 10th. And I just want you to know that enrollment for Reactive Redefined closes at midnight on Saturday, April 11th. So if you own a reactive dog, you have until midnight on April 11th to enroll. Guys, this course is jam packed with everything you need to know about successfully navigating the world with your reactive dog. And guys, if you did this training with me in person, it would cost you thousands of dollars. And the price tag on this course is $297. It is an insane value. So if you're in a position to commit to training your reactive dog, I would just be delighted to have you in reactive redefined. So There are more details about that in the show notes so that you can check that out. I'm really excited. I've been chatting with a bunch of people who are already enrolled in the course, and it's been so fun connecting with people all over the country and helping them with their reactive dogs. So yeah, that's kind of what's new um, around here. I'm actually really enjoying working from home. I've always offered virtual sessions, but obviously now I'm doing a lot of virtual sessions, and they have been so much fun. And I got to tell you guys, virtual sessions are so productive. I would argue that they're just as productive as in-person sessions. I think that the only caveat is that it's so sad because I don't get to smooch your dogs in real life. So if you need training help outside of reactive dogs, um, I, I do tons of virtual training and I would just be delighted to connect with you and give you the training advice that you need. So guys, please enjoy this episode. And hey, if you could do me a favor, if you have been listening to this podcast and you really like it, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy. You can just scroll down, click the purple icon, write a review, and you can give your honest feedback about what you think about this podcast. So guys, enjoy this episode. I hope that you're adapting to the new COVID circumstances all right. And then if you have any podcast uh, topic suggestions, send me a DM over on the Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. I am happy to talk about what you want to hear about. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel R. Harris. If you're new around here, I am a certified professional dog trainer, and I own and run a Good Feeling Dog Training, which is based in Denver, Colorado. So guys, I wanted to talk about repairing relationships today. So I've heard from a lot of you who um, weren't uh, aware of positive reinforcement, least intrusive, minimally aversive training techniques um, before, and you had been using some um, outdated techniques. So um, 
you know, some of the, like the alpha stuff, dominance-based uh, training and using training tools like choke chains, pinch collars, e-collars. So um, first of all, I- I'm not trying to throw shade at using um, the training tools that I just mentioned. Um, but what I am trying to do is help you understand that um, I know about those training tools. I know how they work and I very intentionally choose not to use them because I take being a dog mom pretty fucking seriously. And I do not believe that using those training techniques is what's best for my dogs um, or for me for that matter. So um, it's okay. I want you to um, just take a deep breath and just, you know, like you didn't know, now you know. Um, But let's talk about maybe how you can repair your relationship. So I want to talk about a few things. So one, I want to talk about actionable steps I think you could be taking to repair your relationship with your dog. I want to talk about how I think time has a tremendous impact on repairing relationships. And I also want to talk about um, treating yourself and allowing yourself um, the grace of sometimes we mess up and that is okay. So I want to start with a story. And if you follow us on the gram at a good feeling underscore NCO, you will have seen this in my story, um, <laughs> a, a trainer true confession. So I want to just kind of set the scene for you and then I'm going to explain to you what I did to Waylon and why I don't feel great about it. So um, we hike about two days a week. So if you are new around here, we live in Colorado. So we have the luxury of doing a lot of hiking and we very typically hike um, twice a week and we typically go anywhere between like eight and 11 miles each day for a total of about 20 miles a week. So we were hiking on a Monday. We did a pretty difficult trail and we were probably like, probably like mile seven, seven and a half. And the trails were pretty snowy, pretty icy. And to be completely honest with you, I was getting tired at that point in the hike. Um, Waylon was on leash uh, because there were other people around and there were leash laws. So we were trying to be respectful. So um, Waylon alerted to some wildlife. I honestly never did see what the wildlife was. I assume it was probably deer or something since that seems to be his crux. Um, But Waylon started uh, lunging and pulling on the leash. He was vocalizing. He was having um, what I referred to as a meltdown. And I was doing my best to uh, redirect Waylon, right? So I stopped. I had high value food. I was ready to reinforce, um, but he wouldn't redirect. So in frustration, I yanked his leash back. And about a half a second later, he launched to the end of the leash and pulled my arm really hard. So then I I yanked back on the leash and I smacked Waylon on the head. So guys, this is not something that I'm proud of. This is not something that I suggest you do in the name of training, but I want to be real with you. I don't want to bullshit you into thinking that um, I am in any ways perfect or or immune to frustration in training. Um, And and I share this story so that you know uh, the realities, right? Like we all get pissed. I tried my best in that situation to redirect Waylon and he just couldn't in that moment. And in Waylon's defense, he was probably getting a little frustrated and tired just like I was. So um, I want to give you an example of kind of how I worked through um, the three things that I mentioned, right? So the actionable steps I took, the time I took, and the grace I gave myself. So um, after I smacked him and we made it back to the car, I obviously felt like shit. I totally cried about it. And my mom hikes with us. So if you guys are new around here, I hike with my mom and her dog Jasmine pretty regularly. And while my mom um, understands that we all get frustrated, I think even my mom was like, whoa, Rachel, <laughs> like what's going on? So um, obviously I felt bad about it, but instead of um, going into a shame spiral, what I d- decided to do was uh, give myself some grace 
So I think that allowing yourself the grace to know that sometimes we fuck up and that is okay. Sometimes we get frustrated. Sometimes we act like we don't want to. But ultimately, um, letting that weigh on us for a really long time is not productive. So I gave myself some grace. And then um, for our training hike, well, not necessarily a training hike, but our hike that comes with training that we went on um, two days later, I, before we went, I literally took a piece of paper and I wrote down the situation that happened with Waylon and I. And what it really boils down to is that Waylon gets really frustrated on leash, um, especially when there are things that he deems chaseable. So I wrote down that setup. I literally just like journaled it out. Like this is what happened. And then I took note of where we faltered and I made sure to change and do things differently the next next hike. So what really came to light is that the behavior of walking at my side on a loose leash is not as reinforcing in Waylon as I need it to be um, for the practical aspects of our lives. So I definitely made an effort on our hike um, two days later to uh, bring really fucking good reinforcements. Um, I use these lickable pouches. So they're essentially baby food pouches that I, you know, blend disgusting concoctions in the food processor and put in there. Um, If you're interested in learning more about those, I did write a blog about it. It's entitled Do-It-Yourself High Value Rewards. Um, So you can check that out. We'll include a link to that in the show notes. But I brought that along. So I made sure I had really good reinforcements. I very intentionally chose a shorter trail so that hopefully I wouldn't reach that same level of um, fatigue and frustration. And then I tried to choose a trail where I didn't think that we were going to encounter as much wildlife. Um, and that's obviously harder to predict, but um, we hike enough that I have a pretty good idea of like what we're going to encounter on trails. And then I'm happy to report that um, although our Monday hike was a little brutal, on our Wednesday hike, Waylon and I were wildly successful. Um, I also made the change from um, holding a leash in my hand to putting Waylon on a hands-free leash. Um, and that kind of helped some of the uh, trigger responses to being pulled by my arms that obviously I experienced um, the hike before. So, you know, guys, those are some of the actionable steps that I took to improve the outcome. And it was wildly successful. And I felt so empowered and invigorated after that hike. So that's why I got on the Instagram stories and kind of shared with you guys what happened on Monday. Because again, you know, like I think that social media is just... <sighs> this fallacy sometimes about what life is really like. And I don't want to make you feel like that. I want to be really honest with you about what it's like, right? To train dogs. And while obviously I'm always doing my best to use positive reinforcement and least intrusive, minimally aversive, sometimes it happens. Okay. So a few more actionable steps I think you can be taking in repairing your relationship with your dog. So first and foremost, you need to be rethinking setups, Okay, so um, where you used to use punishment, there needs to be a reinforcement history to counterbalance that. Okay, so if you had been using a pinch collar or an e-collar or a choke chain, you really have to do your due diligence to make the behavior of walking at your side, walking with a loose leash, insanely reinforcing to counteract the lack of punishment. 
So to be clear, those tools work because the dog avoids the negative stimulus and then therefore suppresses unwanted behavior. So I'm not saying that those things don't work, but what I am saying is that if you want to get rid of them, it's not all going to be rainbows and ponies. Like you can just stop using the pinch collar and everything is going to be fine. Okay. Like there has to be, um, the, the weight being shifted to the reinforcement of what you want so your dog has more clarity on what they want and they're not defaulting back to that unwanted behavior without the punishment being present. Um, You're really going to have to be careful about um, changing your routine um, because initially it's going to be a learning curve and you're going to have to kind of go back to some of the basics of, of training to see where your behaviors are without the punishment that once used to be there. So That's definitely something you want to be thinking about um, is changing your routine. So like I said, I changed our hiking routine and we went to a shorter trail that had less distraction level. Okay. Um, And I think that it's important that you take a deep breath and allow your dog the time to do more of what they love in a controlled environment. So um, chasing deer is something that I can't really allow right? For a lot of reasons, but I really do my best in Wayland's every day to let him be off leash and chase and sniff stuff, right? Because that's, he's a dog. That's what he wants from his life. So I have to be careful and make sure that I am allowing that so that I can get the best outcome um, when I need him to be on a leash in our case. Okay. So um, it's also important that initially you are avoiding places that will cause frustration. So I very intentionally did not go to a trail where there were a bunch of deer because I knew that would cause frustration for Waylon. And then I would probably follow suit with more frustration. So you're really going to have to be careful about that. Um, When we're thinking about repairing our relationships with our dogs, I think it's also important to utilize games, playing, maybe do some trick training, maybe do some sports. So um, on Monday, the Monday after I was kind of an asshole to Waylon, I came home and felt bad about it for a little bit. And then I took a deep breath and I kind of centered myself. And then Waylon and I did some trick training and we had a lot of fun. So um, that's kind of how I worked to repair our relationship that day. So, um, you know, depending on the severity of the brokenness of your relationship with your dog, you may be faced with something that needs just genuinely more time to heal itself. Um, I am lucky in the fact that Waylon is um, pretty forgiving. Um, He's not very easily (sighs) suppressed or broken down. And I don't want to use that as an excuse for for smacking him like I did. But just so you have some perspective on how like, I was able to kind of like, not use a lot of time to repair a relationship, we were actually pretty quickly able to get back. Um, But it's not something I take for granted. And it's not something that I plan on doing very often. Um, But yeah, I think that sometimes time is your friend, right? And maybe you take a break from training. Like if you've been using um, a pinch collar and an e-collar really regularly in your dog's life for a while, I think that getting rid of those tools and maybe just taking some time just to do some fun stuff. Maybe you guys just play in the backyard. Maybe they're really good at the dog park. You just go hang out at the dog park and give your relationship a little bit of time before you jump back into a ton of training. Um, I have never been a believer in over doing training or drilling training for any reason um, I really find that <sighs> overdoing it actually just makes it worse um, because then the dog starts to think that training isn't really that reinforcing um, because you make them do it all the time so 
I think it's okay. It's perfectly acceptable. I think I would encourage you actually to take a couple of days off of training just to kind of recalibrate. And again, there's a lot of varying degrees of repairing our relationships with our dogs, but I want to just give you permission that sometimes you genuinely just need time. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about giving ourselves some grace. So while obviously I focus primarily on training dogs in this podcast, um, we're half of the equation, aren't we? And I think that it's really easy, especially like in the positive reinforcement community to um, be self-deprecating and, oh, I don't know that much about the science and maybe I'm not as nerdy about it. And those are some of my own hangups, you know, but I want to empower you guys to show yourselves grace. Um, I'm a big believer in when we know better, we do better. And while this is not a straight trajectory, there's a lot of ups and downs, um, it is okay. You know, it's okay to fuck up sometimes. And I want you to allow yourself grace. Um, In my experience, um, I have been insanely blessed with so many forgiving dogs in my life. Um, Waylon is probably the least forgiving dog in my life in a lot of ways. And, um, I absolutely genuinely believe that, um, he came because I needed to learn these lessons. I needed to be humbled. I needed to really dig deep and work on who I am and how I show up in my day to day. And I have Waylon to thank for that. And guys, I don't want to get too mushy on you, but, um, I know that owning dogs with challenging behavior is really hard. It's really heavy emotionally, but I think that if you can open yourself up to um, the lessons they can teach us, uh, we have a lot to gain, right? So please do yourself a favor and give yourself some grace. So guys, just to recap, I think that when you're looking at repairing your relationship with your dog for whatever reason, I think that um, I want you to quite literally write down actionable steps you can take to change outcomes. If you need help with this, send me a DM over on the Instagram. I would be happy to connect with you and give you some insight on that. Um, Allow yourself time, right? Sometimes things just take time. Sometimes dogs need to decompress and that is okay. And I really want you to be thoughtful about not overtraining. And then last but not least, please show yourself grace. This is something that I'm working on every day and I really encourage you to do the same. Guys, I just adore this podcast and I just, I love connecting with all you beautiful dog owners out there. So please have a wonderful week. Smooch those puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Hey guys. So I do not take promoting a product lightly. I really don't. I'm not going to tell you about a product I don't really believe in. And I'm not going to tell you about a product that doesn't have a fabulous team behind the product, but I was out of CBD for probably like two weeks. And then the lovely ladies at Vet CS got me another bottle and I didn't really think about it but after I started giving the dog CBD again Waylon's energy level greatly increased I think that the CBD helps him feel so much better so guys this is not a gimmick there is no bullshit I believe in this product and if you think that your dog could benefit from CBD I highly suggest check out Vet CS you can learn more about CBD for dogs cats and horses at Vet cs.com and you can use code disorderly dogs for 10% off your first purchase. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co 
can also find us on Facebook at A Good Feeling Dog Training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com. Thank you.